to go in a completely different direction, I guess, what we were going to go tonight. Uh, but I'm glad when the Lord does that. And uh, Hosea chapter number two. You can remain seated. We'll just simply read this scripture tonight and, and uh, we'll see what the Lord wants to do for the rest of this service. Hosea chapter number two. We see the story of Hosea as it's given here. Many of us are familiar with his story. God tells Hosea, I want you to go down and I want you to get a woman by the name of Gomer and and you're going to make her your wife and nobody really can understand this other than the grace of God being displayed in the life of Gomer and Hosea representing the Lord Jesus Christ and going down into the muck and the mire where we were and seeking us out. But the Bible says that Gomer returns to the red light district, if you will, and she goes on and she begins to live a life of sin and she begins to be cursed by the Lord. The Bible says that uh, even changed, God even changed the name of her children to recognize that uh, she does not have the grace and mercy anymore that was once upon her life. And, and Hosea comes to chapter two and he says, say ye unto your brethren, am I unto your sisters, Ruhama, Plead with your mother, plead, for she is not my wife, neither am I her husband. And let her be put away, her, put away her whoredoms out of her sight and her adulteries from between her breasts. And lest I strip her naked and set her as in the day when she was born, make her as a wilderness and set her like a dry land and slay her with thirst. And I will have not have mercy upon her children. Of course, this is God making reference also to the nation of Israel and the Bible says, for her mother has played the harlot. She, have, she that conceived them hath done shamefully. For she said, as the Lord speaking here, I will go after my lovers that give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, mine oil and my drink. Therefore, will I, will I hedge up the way with thorns and will make a wall and she shall not find her paths. And the Bible says, and she shall follow her lovers, but she shall not overtake them. And she shall seek them, but shall not find them. Then shall she say, I will go and return to my first husband. Listen to this. For then was it better with me than for now. Could you imagine? There's a man that wife has gone a whoring on him, and she has played the harlot, the Bible says. She has sold herself and had her lovers, and they gave her everything that she ever wanted. They gave her wine and oil and, and a great place to live and all the money she could want. And then all of a sudden, at the end of it all, the devil, through her lovers, ends, she ends up stripped and naked and destitute. And she says, I'm going to go back to my first husband. Because it's so much better than it is now. And can you imagine us tonight living in our sin, living in our, our, the state that we're in, and God saying to us, listen, I'm going to judge you. I'm going to make you desolate. And then finally we come to the realization that, hey, the devil has taken so much away from us. He's taken our families. He's taken our sobriety. He's taken our future. He's taken our family. He's taken everything away from us. And tonight, there may be somebody sitting on this room upon the precipice of, do I return to my first husband or not? And if I do, what's going to be his reaction? 
And of course, we read in the book of Hosea here, and, and all of these things are going on. And, and Hosea, of course, he goes to his wife, and, and she hears his voice, and she recognizes his voice. And she, with all the terror that is in her heart, begins to fret and wonder, what is he going to do with me? She's seeing the bids are going for the price of these slaves and these women and nobody else wants it. She's hearing it and she's saying, I recognize that voice, but is it the voice of judgment? I can't tell. Is it the voice of mercy? I cannot tell. And I've come to the point in my life when I've gotten distant and cold away from the Lord and I thought, I can hear him speaking, but is it the voice of mercy? Is it the voice of grace? Is it, the, is it the, the patience of Almighty God that I'm hearing? Or is it the judgment of Almighty God that's about to come down and, 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 and decimate the rest of what was in my life? The devil's already took enough from me. Is God going to come down himself and take the rest away from me? Then we come down to verse 14. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and will speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her her vineyards from thence. And the valley of Achor, like, I like this, for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth, as in the days when she came up out of the land of Egypt. With the help of God tonight, I'm just going to preach to you for about 15 minutes on how to get your song back, how to get your song back. Father, I pray tonight, Lord, we've already sensed your presence here. God, we've already worshiped you in spirit. I pray that for the next 10 minutes, 15 minutes, Lord, that you'd help us to worship you in truth. We'll give you the praise and all the glory for it, as we've already said many times this week. And we'll thank you and bless your name. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Do you know tonight the devil is a master stealer of our songs? Do you know he would love to stifle nothing more than to stifle the songs of this ensemble and the members of this ensemble who stood up here tonight and began to weep and shout and praise God and thank him and wave up hands and hey, and I'm glad because I, I'm glad for that, court, uh, that ensemble because it's, it's old and young just like our quartet and it, I'm glad that the praises of God aren't limited by generations. If you're here young person tonight, you can praise and you can worship God just like any white haired saint in this room tonight. But Satan would love nothing more than to come into this room tonight and stifle our songs and to kill our worship. And you may be like Gomer here tonight where the devil has stolen your song. And you would love to shout. You would love to praise. You'd love to get excited about the things of God. You'd love to stand and worship like we do. You'd love to walk an aisle, but you are shackled there because the devil has stolen your song. That's right. I don't know how he's stolen your song. Maybe you're guilty here tonight. Maybe you went home last night and you began to look at things that you shouldn't look at on the computer. Or maybe you began to email somebody you shouldn't have been emailing or talking on the phone to somebody you shouldn't have been talking to. And maybe somebody has stolen your heart away from a husband or a wife and you know what's going on. And you have absolutely lost your song because you're in sin. 
I don't know, maybe the devil has stolen your song tonight because you're so filled with the world and so filled with the devil and so filled with his movies and so filled with his music that you couldn't sing the song of God and you're like the children of Israel in this book of Psalm chapter 78 when they said, how shall we sing the song of the Lord in a strange land? And you're living in a strange land and nobody knows it. The preacher doesn't have a clue. Your mom and dad don't have a clue. Listen, your wife doesn't have a clue. Your husband doesn't have a clue. But you and God know why you you can't sing like you used to. There was a day when you were excited about the things of God. There was a day when you shouted the victory. There was a day, man, when your favorite song came on in church. Man, when glory to his name. When you heard there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stain. And when they got to that second verse that said, the dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. And then may I, though vilest he, washed all my sin. You used to get excited about it, but you can't even get excited about it because you have lost your Song. Remember how it used to be when the, you'd hear that preacher preach and the hot tears would flow down your face and say, I can't, I can't believe how he could love me. When you heard that verse of great is thy faithfulness and it said, pardon for sin and a peace that endureth thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide strength for the day and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with 10,000 beside it. Great is thy faithfulness. And there was a day when you would have shouted or a tear would have come to your eye or there would have been a catch in your throat or there would have been a palpitation in your chest. Hey, but that, that days have been long gone and you don't have a clue how to get it back because Satan has stolen your song. There was a day when you sat on the edge of that seat and you said, man, I can't wait for Sunday. And the man of God's going to stand up and he's going to preach the word of God. And listen, I'm not talking about just to the drunkard here tonight. I'm not talking about the guy who's addicted to cocaine. I'm not talking about the guy who's addicted, the woman who's addicted to prescription pills here tonight. I'm not talking about the ones just sneaking out on their wife. I'm talking about those of you that come week after week after week after week and you have lost your song and you wish it was like it used to be. I believe it's Joel chapter 3. He said, oh, I wish that it were as in days of old. Oh, I wish it was like it was back then. I'm talking to some people tonight that maybe you were excited last year. Maybe you were excited two years ago. Maybe you were excited three years ago. Maybe 20 years ago when you got saved, you got excited. Maybe you're a choir member here tonight, and there was a day when, man, you sang those songs, and you were excited about it, and, man, there was nothing that was going to hold you back from worshiping God. Maybe you're part of the ensemble here tonight, and it was getting on for everybody else, but it's not been getting on for you, and we've been so cold and so callous. Why? Because our song has been stolen. By our worldly love and worldly lusts. How does she get her song back? Number one, I believe she got her song back because of her remembrance. I believe she got her song back for her remembrance. She remembered. She heard the voice of that husband. Then she heard his entreaties to come back home. And I believe she did this, Brother Jeff. I believe she took a walk back down memory lane. And she said, remember when I was already, my husband loved me before when I was vile. And I was miserable. And I was wretched. And I was a mess. And I was blind. But even back then, before he even knew who I was, he loved me. I didn't know who he was. But he had his eye on me. And he came to where I was. And he pulled me out of my situation. And he loved me. And he gave me 
a home and he gave me a future and he gave me a family. And listen, that same husband who did all of those things, I've taken a walk down memory lane and say, if he did it back then, he can do it now. And some of you tonight need to go back to the time when you got born again by the grace of Almighty God and say, listen, he knew where I was when he found me. He knew I was dirty and he knew I was a mess and he knew I was vile and he knew I could not save myself. He knew I was headed down to devil's hell, but he still loved me back then. And if he loved me back then, he can love me now. And all he's trying to do is extend his hand to me tonight and say, come home, son. Come home, honey. Yeah, I know you've been bad. Yeah, I know you're a mess. And I know you even went back to the same things you used to do before you got saved. But I like it. And I believe it's in Ezekiel. It says his hand is outstretched still. And his hand is outstretched still. And his hand is outstretched still. And I'm telling you tonight, some of you need to walk back down the memory lane when you first saw the cross for the first time and you heard Jesus could save you for the first time and walk back down and quit letting the devil beat you up and tell you that God doesn't want a relationship with you because if he loved you back then in your whoredom, he loves you now. She got her song back. I like that song that says, when I remember what he's done for me to the world, I will never return. I like that one that says, roll back the curtain of memory now and then and show me where you brought me from and where I could have been. Remember, I'm human and humans forget. So remind me, remind me, dear Lord. And some of y'all need to take a trip down memory lane tonight. And you need to go back to when you were a dope addict. And you need to go back when you were drug addicted. And you need to go back to when you were lost and undone. And you need to go back from that time when you had disappointed your mom and dad, when you had disappointed the preacher, when everybody, maybe even the whole church knew about your sin, but the church loved you and God loved you and took you in. Why do you think he won't do that right now? out of you we don't know how many times that prodigal son left the house we just know about the final time that he left the house we knew he was disobedient before that we knew he was a human being before that and yet when he made the biggest blunder of his life his father was still waiting on the porch do you know what the prodigal son said he said my father has hired servants that have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. It sounds to me like he was walking back down memory lane again. When the children of Israel were griping and complaining, you know what Moses said? That same God that brought you bread, and that same God that brought you food, and that same God that brought you quail, guess what? He's the same God that can supply your need right now. And some of you could get that song back in your heart. Some of you could start rejoicing again if you would walk back down memory lane and say, God forgave me before. And his mercies, his mercies are new each day, the Bible says. And he's got new mercy for you today. But the devil in our flesh has got us convinced that, oh, no, he doesn't want me to sing again. He doesn't want me back up in that choir. He doesn't want me back up in that ensemble. ensemble. He doesn't want me back up in teaching that Sunday school class. God could never use me again again to sing that special in church God can never use me hey to stand up and read the Bible to a group of people can I tell you what not only can God but God does want you back there again and he said I'm gonna make you sing like you used to in your youth do you imagine that this old haggardly harlot maybe full of disease bearing the marks of sin on her body and God, God walks into the church and says, uh-uh, I don't want you singing. I want that old harlot on the back row to come up and sing again. 
want the, I don't want the, 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 the teenager who's never done anything yet, and, and I, I'm just speaking generally here, but no, get that old woman scarred by sin. You know what I've noticed, Pastor? And sometimes it's those who've been scarred by sin and realize, and by the way, it has nothing to do with how deep your sin is. It has nothing to do whether you are a crack addict or not. You can be sitting in a Christian school tonight and, and, and I mean, clean as a, as a driven snow, but you're just as much a sinner as anybody else is. Hey, God's interested in both of you. And he said, listen, I'm not looking for perfect people. I'm looking for people who want to sing again and just praise his name. It's sad to say sometimes it is the ones that have been scarred and marked by sin and boy, they sing it the loudest. But if you're sitting here tonight and you ever sinned one time, young people, you've been scarred by sin too. And God wants to give you your song back, Christian school kid. Amen. Could you imagine now? No, we, we want the harlot to sing tonight. What? She's a harlot. What, what do you mean? What do you, don't you realize who's washing your feet, Jesus? Don't you realize, Jesus, where those hands have been of that woman, Mary Magdalene, that she's washing your feet? Don't you understand? She's probably kissing your feet. Do you know where those lips have been? Jesus, that hair, she's washing your feet with her hair. Don't you realize where that hair has been? Jesus said, I not only realize where it's been, I saw where it's been, and I couldn't give a rip where it's been because she's been redeemed and she's singing like she never has before. And why aren't you Pharisees that never done anything? You've never prostituted yourself. You've never kissed anybody's husband. You've never done any of that junk. Why aren't you the ones down here worshiping Jesus? Why? Because the people that worship him are the ones that he's given their song back to. Yeah. You can sit there when you're a pious Christian, Christian uh, uh, puke life if you want to, but hey, I understand that I lost my song because of my sin, and I'm walking back to memory lane again, and that's why I sing the way we do, and that's why we sing I'll testify the way that we do, and that's why we get excited over a brand new story, and that's why we say, how could I not tell what he's done for me? You know why? Because we know what it's like to not have a song and to get one from God. Yes, Maybe you're sitting in this room tonight and you're not even saved. Can I tell you, oh man, the song you could sing. Man, the song you could leave here singing tonight. Man, you could, you, could, you could for the first time in your life sing Amazing Grace and really get it. I remember hearing that song at funerals when I was a little boy. And I'd be like, okay, Amazing Grace, you know, blind now, see, okay, it's a metaphor of some sort. And I remember getting saved, and I heard that, and I was like, okay, wait a minute. Amazing grace. How sweet. Man, it is pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Sweet. Has saved a wretch like me. And I once was lost. Yes. But Brother Jake, I, I, I was going to take your shoe off and throw it across the room. <laughs> I was lost. a 
person in here tonight that if you lost your eyesight tonight and you got it back tomorrow, you wouldn't shout the victory. You wouldn't take a lap around this church and thank God for your sight. When was the last time you thanked God for your salvation like you would if you had your sight back? I just don't believe in getting that excited. (laughs) Go blind for about a week and then tell me you wouldn't get excited. I was teasing Austin. He was talking about color blindness. And they got those glasses now that you can put on. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that Cracker Barrel right now. But, I, <laughs> but I'm still feeling pretty good anyways. And that lasagna tonight from the vocals. Hey, man, that was good stuff. They put on those glasses, preacher. And, and a lot of them are in parks. And they've never seen those colors before. Yeah. And I was watching one of them one night. And I, it was his dad and the kids had gotten together to get their dad. The kids were in their 20s and they got together to get their dad some of those glasses. And their dad was sitting at a park bench and the dad and he put on those glasses. And I'm sitting at home and I'm having a Holy Ghost fit. And the dad starts to weep when he put on those glasses and he can see all those colors for the first time. And he said, there's green. He said, that's green right there. He said, man, it's so bright and it's so vibrant. He said, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. Can I tell you what happened when I get saved? Somebody better hold my mule because I'm about to shout. Can I tell you what happened when I got saved? I put on the Lord Jesus Christ and I said, it's so bright and it's so glorious and it's so clean. And man, I see things the way I never saw them before. And he's been so good you know I can walk back down memory lane and I can remember what it was to be blind and destitute and I put on those glasses and I said wow can I tell you some of you it's been a while since you put on those glasses hasn't it some of you need to come down tonight because you're going to find a pair of glasses right around here right up here somewhere Glasses, they're all over here and over here and over here. And Brother Baker put on some a little while ago right over here. They're all up here and some of y'all need to come tonight and get on your face and pick up those glasses again and say, wow. Man, it's been a while since I saw these colors. Man, it's been a while till I could sing. We were singing this one. Ain't God good to give us so many blessings undeserving. That's what we are. We ought to thank him. Love and praise him a little more today and a whole lot more tomorrow. Man, I remember I used to sing that as a teenager. Man, I was newly saved back in 93. I was newly saved and I was like, man, this is good. This is good. But the preacher got, to, I don't know, were you singing? It was, it was that other song you were singing, right? For a long time I traveled down a long, lonely road. My heart was so heavy in sin I sank low. But then we heard about Jesus. And what a wonderful hour. I'm so glad that I found out that he would bring me out through his saving power. You know, Brother Lyle, that can be just as exciting 25 years after I've been saved as it was the night I got saved. But we're going to have to take a, take a step back in the memory lane. Some of you have gotten right with God four, five, six, seven, eight, 
15,000 times like I have. Come on. Come on. Isn't it amazing? In the book of Acts, they go back to Genesis so many times. Remember in the wilderness. Remember in the wilderness. Remember in the wilderness. What were they saying? Remember how we used to sing back there? Remember, remember, when, remember when the Pharaoh came after us, when the Red Sea parted? And then they wrote the top hit of that day. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider are thrown into the sea. It was on Casey Kasem's top 40. <laughs> See, I don't know who that is. Just thank the Lord you don't. Amen. Some of y'all just sang like you used to back in the day right there in your head. Remember how we sang? Remember how we sang in the temple of God? Man, remember that? I believe she got her song back by remembrance. Number two, I believe she got her song back by repentance. By repentance. I often describe repentance this way. You are completely right. I am completely wrong. Tell me what to do now. Tell me what to do now. You know, Gomer had to come to the point in her life where she realized, man, all these lovers, even though they've given me linen, they've given me wine, they've given me booze, they've given us pleasure, but they have never filled the hole in my heart. And she turned her mind around. She changed her mind in repentance. And she said, yes, I will accept the invitation. What about you tonight? You know what I've discovered in churches? Nobody's wrong anymore. Everybody has a syndrome. Everybody has a disease. In our nation, they say, well, they're not, a, they're not an alcoholic. By the way, I don't believe there's such thing as an alcoholic. The Bible calls them a drunkard. Yes. We try to tell everybody, oh, this is alcoholic. And, and they're just, they're just, they just have a disease. Listen, if alcoholism is a disease, then we are, some of the, we are the most perverted group of things on this planet that we would bottle a disease up in a bottle and manufacture that disease and sell it to people to ruin their lives. Could you imagine us selling cancer? And yet we claim alcoholism is a disease and we sell it on our shelves. We sell it in our restaurants. How sick and perverted are we? They've given me everything. Here's what, here's, here's what uh, Naomi said. Naomi said, and when she left Moab, she said, I came from Jerusalem full, Bethlehem, Judah. She said, I came out full, but I'm going back empty. And some of you better realize tonight, the devil will never fill you up. Yeah. He will never make you sing like God could have you sing. You know what the world says? And I, I'm not trying to trigger a memory in y'all tonight, but the world, their, their theme is I can't get no satisfaction. But at our church, see, we sing that song. Hallelujah, I have found him whom my soul so long had craved. Jesus satisfies my longing. Amen. Through his blood I now am saved. Some of you could find some satisfaction. You could leave out of here with a song in your heart if you would repent and turn back to the God of your youth. And he said, how do we sing? How do we get that song back? We better start repenting. We better start saying, oh God, I'm wrong and you're right. We better stop worrying about the rules of the Bible and worry about the God of the rules of the Bible. 
It's not some perfect life that you live. It's somebody who wants to put a song in your heart. And I'm for it. I'm for Bible standards. I'm for Bible convictions. But I'm going to tell you tonight, if you don't repent, you can get all the standards and convictions all you want to. And you're just going to get mad and frustrated. And you'll be back back down there with your lovers again instead of repenting and returning back to God and singing like you used to in your youth. I believe not only did her, did her, her, her repentance bring her song back, I believe not only did her remembrance bring her song back, but lastly tonight, I believe her restoration brought her song back. Yes. Her husband said, listen, listen what I'm going to do for you. I know you think I'm going to judge you. I know you think I'm going to kill you. I know, but even she had some sense because here's what she said. My husband is better with me than now. My first husband will be better for me than it is right now. Verse number 23, here's what God said. Verse 21 says, and it shall come to pass in that day I will hear, saith the Lord, I will hear the heavens and they shall hear the earth and the earth shall hear the corn and the wine and the oil and they shall hear Jezreel. The Bible says, and I will sow her unto me in the earth and I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say to them which were not my people, thou art my people. And they shall say, thou art my God. Listen to this, chapter 3. Then said the Lord unto me, go yet, love a woman beloved of her friend, yet an adulteress according to the love the Lord hath towards the uh, children of Israel who look to other gods and have flagons of wine. So I bought her to me for 15 pieces of silver for a homer of barley and a half a homer of barley. And I said unto her, thou shalt abide with me many days. Thou shalt not play the harlot. Thou shalt not be for another man. And so I also will be for thee. He said, listen, I'm here to restore you. I know you've been playing the harlot. I know you've been destitute. I know you might even be diseased. I know you're desolate. I know you think you're in danger. And I know you think you're about to be destroyed. But I didn't come to destroy you. I came to deliver you. I came to deliver you. Man, I'm glad for a God that can not only deliver me, he can, hey, hey he, he not only can deliver us, he can build our lives yeah. and make it like, he, God is the only one who can take a mess and not only make it equal to where it was before, but better than it was before. Hey. He's the only one that can do that. That's right. He can take our old messed up life, our old beat up life, our old sin filled minds and sin filled hearts. And he can make us sing again. We sing the songs. I've never lost the wonder of it all. But the sad thing is we're human. We're flesh. And we do. Bible says time and time again, the children of Israel, they went a whoring after other gods. And we've played that part. But what I'm saying tonight is you can get your song back. You can get your song back. And God says, you can sing unto me like I was back like when you were a kid. There's a little song that I sang. And sometimes God has to take us. Remember he said he took her into the valley. And he said, 
He said, I've given her in that valley, I've given her a door of hope. And sometimes we'll refer to it as a field of grace. And God says, I can bring you out of that place. And I can make you sing like you used to. Clouds are disappearing. Skies are turning blue. But only just a while ago, I told him I was through. But he did not rebuke me, but with arms of strong embrace, he picked me up and carried me into a field of grace, where all is quiet, leaning on his breast. He pulled me from a stormy sea to a place where I could rest. He told me I was loved, told me I was safe, and I could stay till healing came in this holy field of grace. I had to pass through deserts, I had to face strong winds, but I don't dread them all that much, cause I know he'll come again. He'll lead me to still waters, there he'll let me stay until my soul has been restored in his healing field of grace where all is quiet leaning on his breast he pulled me from a stormy sea to a place where I could rest he told me I was loved he told me I was safe and I could stay till healing came in this holy field of to take you to a field of grace tonight and give you your song back. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. The Lord's worked in your heart. May I say to you, you don't have to wait till any time. You go ahead and mind the Lord tonight. Now I'm going to ask for a raise of hands in a minute here, but you're going to see folks move and begin to move already. And guess what? Tonight the altar is open already, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a first question and say this. Do you know that you know that you know that you had a song to start with? If you died today, would you be 100% sure that you'd go to heaven and spend everlasting life with the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know that you know that you know that you've been born again? If you say, Brother Allen, I don't know for sure. 
I'm not 100% sure that if I were to die, I would spend eternity with Jesus Christ. But I'm going to be honest tonight. Would you pray for me, Brother Allen, that I could be saved? I, I don't even have the first song in my heart. And I want to get it. I've not been rescued the first time. And I want to be saved. Would you pray with me, Brother Allen? Here's my hand right now. Without delay, here's my hand. I'll just acknowledge it and you can put it right back down. Is there anybody? Thank you, young man, for raising your hand. I appreciate that. Here's my hand, Brother Allen. I need to be saved. I need to know the Lord Jesus Christ as my person. Could you pray with me that I could thank you for your hand? Appreciate their honesty. I'll pray for you. Anybody else tonight? I'm going to join those that raised their hand. Here's my hand. I need to be saved. I'll pray for you, but my prayers cannot save you. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can do that. You need to understand you're a sinner, that you're a hell-bound sinner that cannot save yourself. Jesus died on the cross, rose again to save you. If you put your faith in him, he'll save you tonight. Christians all over this room, by your admission, you're saved. By your admission, you've been born again by the grace of God. And many of us just, listen, I'm going to tell you, I probably need a message like this once a week in my life. Because I can lose my song just that fast, I can lose it. The devil, discouragement, my sin, my apathy, my bitterness, it can steal the song from my heart. I don't want to do that. Would you tonight come to the altar and pick up those glasses as we talked about and say, man, it's like it. God, you can make it like it used to be. I will pray when I end my prayer. We're going to stand together and God's going to begin to restore some people here tonight. Father, I pray we bless your name. We've already worshiped you, Lord, in spirit. Lord, we want to worship you in truth tonight and respond to the truth of the word of God tonight. Lord, make it like it used to be. Make it real again. Make it fresh in our hearts again. Lord, make soul winning like it used to be. Some of us have been so long since we've given out a track, and we, we couldn't, we, and it's not like we want people to go to hell, but it's not fresh like it used to be. God, make soul winning fresh. Make hell fresh. Make heaven fresh. Make the bus route fresh. Make Sunday school classes fresh again. Make the choir fresh again. Make piano playing fresh again. Make song leading. Make being assistant pastor and youth pastor. Make them fresh again. Make, give, give the preacher tonight, the pastor, a fresh anointing tonight. That he would preach like it's his first Sunday again. Oh, God, help us make it fresh. I pray that folks would be on this all tonight, picking up those glasses and, ah, that's what it was like. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me as Brother Jake begins to play? Song of invitation. Many have already come. Would you respond tonight as the Lord? Mind the Lord tonight. God bless you. You've listened well. But I don't believe the Lord's done here tonight. Let's mind him. You came into the family Through Jesus' precious blood You tasted of his goodness And his love He showered you He's building you a home But somehow on your journey You're standing all alone You've wandered far from homeland Down paths so dark and cold In search of all the pleasures 
you could hold. Your freedom brought you bondage, rebellion brought you fear. But Jesus stands behind you, and homeland is so shelter from the storm don't wait another moment come home remember how it used to be remember when fellowship was sweet the time well spent in worship at his feet you know it doesn't really matter how long you've been away just let his spirit cleanse you and be restored said it before I'll say it again the devil's got you convinced doesn't he prodigal sons well if I man if I come home man the father he's gonna make me do this he's gonna make me do that he's gonna make listen he he said let's have a party like we used to put a clean robe on him like he used to have put a ring on his finger like he used to have kill kill the fatted cat remember how we used to eat man let's eat that way again remember that room you used to have I still have the room I still have the room. Some of you here tonight, I, I know it's late. I know it's late, but there's some people putting on some glasses tonight and, and seeing colors. Just come home. Man, it's, the song said, don't wait another moment. Don't wait another moment. Don't think, well, I'll get my song back next week. You, this, when He told the people, said, when the water's stirring, you got to get into the water. If you want to get a touch from God, when the waters are stirring, get in the water. When we walk out of these doors, somebody, somebody, the Spirit's going to leave you. God's presence is going to, you're going to walk away from here. And it's not going to be the same, I'm telling you tonight. Right, right. Brother Jake, remember how it used to be. Sing that one. Oh, yeah, I'm on it out. But you mind the Lord. When fellowship was sweet, the time well spent in worship at his feet. 
repentance. you came for that's what I came for you know brother all I could think about is Psalm 51 before David could pray restore unto me the joy of my salvation he first had to pray create in me a clean heart and so that's good and it just stung me tonight and I appreciate so much being sensitive to the Holy Spirit we're going to do it again tomorrow and so come and leave your watches home don't worry about that stuff